Thanks for joining us on this week's Real Life Church podcast. We'd love to know if God is using this ministry to bless you in some way. And if you'd like to share your story or know more about getting involved at Real Life Church, you can visit us on our website at livereallife.com today. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on our online experience. We are on the verge of closing out 2019 and getting ready to launch into 2020. And I couldn't be more excited about this next year. You know, each year holds something different. You know, whether good times, bad times, successful, failure, it doesn't matter. Each year brings its own, uh, uh, you know, hand, if you would. But I'm, I'm so excited about what God's doing and what he's going to do in 2020. And as we close out this year, I just really felt like God wanted to just share a few things with us um, when it comes to our lives. And so uh, back in the day, a few years ago, Alabama wrote a song and the lyrics went a little something like this. I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. You know, as I, I hear those lyrics and I think about that song, there's another song out there, Steve Miller Band wrote it. It's called Fly Like an Eagle. And part of the chorus is time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. And today that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about time keeps on slipping. You know, each year seems to come faster than the year before. You know, as you get older, as you grow older, things in life seem to speed up a little bit. You know, I got two kids in college and it just seems like yesterday we were wrestling in the living room. We were, we were reading books at bedtime and, 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 and now they're in college. They're growing up, they're, they're becoming independent and uh, really starting to make a way for their life. And then also, we just, you know, we just recently moved grandma into a nursing home. And so transition happens in life, but it really allows you to reflect and sit back and look at time. It seems like life just moves extremely fast and it just continues to slip away. You know, have you ever said this? I don't have enough time. I know I, know I have. I know there's days I get to the end or mid work days and I'm saying to myself, I, I don't have enough time to complete everything that I need to complete. You know, but, but sometimes what happens in that, that process of asking that question, I think there's a better question that we need to be asking ourselves, and it's this, where have I wasted time? You know, a lot of times we don't realize this, but we all have the same amount of time. We have 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. We all have the same amount of time. And so in order for us to achieve everything God has for us, we have to maximize our time that we have here on the earth. And, and so... Um, time, I believe, is the greatest commodity of human beings on the earth. But I also know it's the most undervalued commodity when it comes to us as humans. And whether we realize this or not, I think as we live a life of busyness, we live in a culture of busyness, that time just feels like it slips. It slips away. And if we're not careful, um, we won't do the things that God asks us to do because we're too busy trying to do things that maybe others want us to do, or just the pace of life is extremely fast. And so we have to take a moment. We have to, we have to realize that time is slipping. And I think sometimes we've convinced ourselves that we will always have time. We will always have time. Well, if, if that's the case, um, with that mentality, a lot of times what we do is we make time for things that don't matter and push away things that do matter. And so I want to encourage you as we go through a few things, I'm going to give you three words, I believe, out of the book of Ephesians. It's going to help you when it comes to time. You know, we're, again, we're closing out a year, going into a new year. How will your 2020 look? When you get to the end of 2020, what is it that you want it to look like? And so, you know, 
uh, when you go to a, a cemetery, you see all the headstones and you see everyone that's went on before us. And, and you see on there, you see a start date. You see a born when you were born. And then you see the day that you die. Well, in the middle of that is a dash. That dash really doesn't just represent life. It represents time. It represents you were here for 45 years on the earth, or you were here for 80 years on the earth, or 75 years. What did you do with that dash? What did you do with the time that God allotted for you while you were here on the earth? You know, Benjamin Franklin said it this way. He says, dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, for it is the stuff life is made of. If we're not going to squander life, then we can't squander our time. Let's, let's read what Paul said to the, to the Ephesians in the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Here's what he says, verse 15. He says, from this perspective, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And so how do we make the most of our time? Based on Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to give you three words that's going to help us maximize our time in 2020. Three words that's going to help us move into all that God has for us, that we're going to, we're going to, we're going to look at our time wasters uh, before we go into this year. We're going to say, where did we waste time in 2019? Maybe we need to decrease our TV time. Maybe we need to decrease our social media time. Maybe we need to recalibrate and, and bring our priorities into alignment with what God has for us. And so the first word, out of Ephesians chapter 5 is this, the word vision, vision. Vision equals this, who is the me that I need to be? As we move into a new year, we've looked back over this year, but as we move into a new year, when you think about vision, who is the me that I need to be? See, a vision of what God wants me to be. A lot of times in our life, again, we live in a culture that is doing, doing, doing. Let's keep doing. Hurry, hurry. Life's no fun. All I'm going to do is live and die is what the song says. But, but for us, a vision of what God wants me to be. Why? Because doing comes out of being. A lot of times in our doing, we're doing things and we're running everywhere and we're not managing our time correctly. Why? Because we're focusing on the wrong stuff. I believe in 2020, God wants to give you a vision for who he wants you to be. Finding out what God wants you to do has, has a lot to do with who he wants you to become. You know, he told the, he told the guys in the, in the Bible, they was rounding up the fishermen and he came to the shore and met Simon and, and the other fishermen there. And he told him, he said, follow me and I'll make you a fishers of men. Notice what he said, follow me first. I want you to become something and then I will make you something. In other words, doing comes after being. And I think a lot of times, yeah, we have vision for our, our, our others. We have vision for our families. We have vision for our career. But what about a vision for you? What is, what is your life vision statement? A vision is simply this, clear picture. What does God want me to be? So here's what Proverbs tells you. where well, there is no vision. The people are unrestrained. But happy is he who keeps the law. So the question is this, what does God want to do in my life in 2020? Who does he want me to become? What mountain does he want me to crawl? What, what, what thing does he want me to get over? Listen, clean slate, no matter how much 2019 may have been bad or filled with failure, maybe even filled with success, good or bad, 2019, 2020 is a clean slate. It's an opportunity for you to start over again. Write down, Habakkuk tells us to write the vision down. Here's what I want you to do. Write down a life vision for who God wants you to be. 
You're like, you're giving me homework? Absolutely. Listen to what Psalm 37 says. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. He delights. God gets excited about the details of your life. I'm, not a, I'm a detailed, slightly detailed person. There are people that are way more detailed than I am, and uh, they love the details. It's like, woo, the details. Well, that's how God is. God's like, woo, the details, the details of your life. He delights in those things. Here's, here's the point. His vision, who is the me that I need to be? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a moment between now, beginning of the year, and I want you to write down one sentence specific to God, to what God wants you to be in 2020. Why? Why do you need something in front of you that you write down of one sentence that's specific is when you know where you're going, you know what to say no to. When you know the vision and you know what God wants you to be, you know what to say no to. If it doesn't add to what God wants me to be, then I don't do it. I don't waste my time on certain things that would hinder my development as a person. So the first one is vision. Secondly, this, if we're going to make the most of our time that we've been given, we're going to manage that dash well in 2020 is priorities equals in my life. What is the most important things? I think in a society of running and going and busy and those sorts of things that priorities can get out of whack. And it, it, I think it's a great time right now for us just to just to, to just to reset our priorities. Listen, you can't make the most of your time if you don't know what is actually important. If you don't know what is important and what is the priorities of your life, then you can't you cannot move forward. Listen, vision should shape your priorities. So when you hear what you're supposed to be and what's in front of you, then you prioritize everything in your life around that vision. Everything in life should center around the vision of what God wants you to be. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says this. Instead, be concerned above everything else with the kingdom of God. And with what he requires of you, and he will provide you with all these things. This is a priority statement. God is saying, be concerned with what he requires of you first. So you're going to write your life vision. You're going to write a, a statement of what God wants you to be. Secondly, what you're going to do is you're going to make two lists. Here's the two lists. The first one is this. I want you to make a list of the priorities of what you think they should be. Time with God, time with your spouse, time with your friends, time to exercise, time to grow the grocery, all those sort of things. And then in that list, I want you to rank them. I just want you to go through and say what's the most important. Then what I want you to do is make a second list of what you're actually doing right now. So the list is what you want it to be, but then get honest with yourself. Take a moment and say, you know what? My priorities right now are out of whack. I, I'm not spending the time in the areas that I need to spend time in. See, because vision should create a passion for your priority. Like this, current priorities, God. God should be first. Matthew 6, You're like, well, well, well why is that? It's because that's what he commands of us. So time with God, church attendance, bringing your family to church, God first. Secondly, is your wife, if you're married, your wife. If you're not married, then you skip it, all right? But your wife, if, or, or, your, or uh, for me, it's my wife. If it's your spouse, if it's your husband, whoever, your spouse. So God, then your wife, and then your kids. You say, why'd you put in that in order? Because you can't be a great parent if you have a bad marriage. If you put your kids above your marriage, then you're going to have chaos. So the priority list is God, 
my wife, my kids, then my to-do list, my career, personal things I want to do, personal things I want to achieve. And then finally, I think one thing in my priority list that needs to get better is this idea of rest. So God, my wife, my kids, my to-do list, my career, my personal things, church, and then rest. Rest is considered a Sabbath. So your vision should drive your priorities. And then finally is this word that a lot of people don't like. You got vision, you got priorities, and then you have planning. Planning. A lot of people don't like that word planning. Here's what planning is. It's managing my life by my vision and my priorities. In other words, you have to be intentional. Listen, passivity and hesitation is the number one stealer of destiny. When you are not intentional, when you are passive and you sit back in life and go, oh, ho humming through this thing, hoping everything works out in 2020, listen to me, you'll get to the end of 2020 and be in the same place, if not worse. If you're going to be successful and you're going to manage the dash of your life, guess what? You're going to have to be intentional. Be proactive. Don't sit back. Listen, listen, we live in a culture where it's like everybody owes us something. Nobody owes us anything. Be proactive. Be intentional. Go get it, man. You know, um, <clears throat> I had dogs growing up and been around dogs before, and man, when you when you have uh, when you play uh, catch with a dog, or you, you throw a bone out there for a dog to go get, you know that dog doesn't like you throw the bone. The dog doesn't just sit there and look at it. No, that dog goes and and runs as fast as it can and grabs that bone, starts to chew on that bone. Listen to me, that's how you need to be in life. When you plan something, you you need to allow the vision of what God wants you to be to burn in you, and as it burns in you, then it creates a priority list. Out of that priority list comes planning. The only way vision comes to pass in your life is if you're intentional. Here's how I do it. I look at my week on Sunday evenings from a practical standpoint. I look at my week on Sunday evenings. I see what I have to do all week. And then every night before I go to bed, I look at my next day. So that's how I plan. I look at those things and then those turns into planning months and, and things down the road. But listen, be intentional. Allow your life to be managed by your vision and your priorities. Proverbs 21.5 says this, careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scurry puts you further behind. So the trick of the culture is hurry, scurry, hurry, scurry. No, but God says this, when you carefully plan, when you have this vision in your heart, you align your priorities with it, then you plan. He says, you get ahead. You will go the distance. You will, you will manage your time and your dash well on this earth, and you will manage 2020 like never before. I love Psalm 37 says this. We read it earlier. But I want to reread it. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Listen, God is not interested in being your fire alarm. God's not interested in, in, in a state of emergency, constantly just pulling the fire alarm when you need him. No, that's not what God is interested in. God is interested in being in the details of your life. In other words, when it comes to planning, does God speak into your calendar? Does God speak into your day? Do you allow God's heart through the vision that of what he wants you to be and the priorities that you have established, have you allowed your calendar to reflect exactly the, the vision and priorities of what he has for your life? Listen, God delights in every detail of your life. So I'll close with this. 
if you can trust God with eternity, if you're a Christ follower out there and you told and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you did that, you're trusting God with eternity. You made a faith decision. And in that moment, you said, God, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I'm surrendering everything. Listen, if you can trust him with eternity, you can trust him with every day. Learn how to get eternity, the trust that you have in eternity, into every day. Allow God to give you a vision. Allow God to pour something into your heart of what he wants you to become. Then out of becoming comes a priority list and then planning that intentional action that brings vision to pass. You know, I, uh, I have this book that was given to us by John Maxwell, and on the front of it, it says it's the greatest story that's ever told. And, and when I received this book, you know, um, I asked this question, if, if, if my life was a book and I was the author, which I'm not the author, I'm just the pen, I just write down what God says. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. But we have a part to play. How would I want my story to go? And I received this, the great, it's called The Greatest Story Ever Told. And when you get the book, you think, oh man, this is, this is a book that, that's going to tell me about the greatest story ever. And when you open it, the pages are blank. And the idea is this, is that God has a plan and purpose and a story for you. In 2020, this year coming up, it doesn't matter what happened in 2019, God has a specific purpose for you in 2020. And guess what? The greatest story to ever be written is in your own life. It's in your hand. And when you begin to allow God to speak a vision into you of what you're going to be, and you prioritize those sorts of things into your life, and you plan intentionally, this is what I want to see happen, you start to write the story. Listen, you write the story, or you allow someone else to write the story. It's up to you. You can allow life, culture, and the busyness, and the hurry, and the hurriness of life, and the speed of life to write your story. Or you can sit down with pen and God and say, God, what do you want me to be? I'm going to get my life in order. And out of order, I'm going to be intentional about doing everything you asked me to do in 2020. So let me take a moment here as we close. And I'd just like to have a moment to pray with you here on our online experience. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today for each person watching. Lord, I thank you today that each one of us have given something very precious and it's called time. Lord, you've allowed us and you've inserted us into this world, God, to be a story, one story among many stories that are being written. Lord, I just ask that uh, over this next year that you would give us a, a, just that, that, that vision sentence that would help us really steer our life, God. And, and out of that vision, burning of that vision, that there would be a, a priority list that would be established to help us with how we're supposed to be, what drives our vision is our priorities. And finally, Lord, I just ask that, God, that when we put the, the pen to paper, as we, as we plan the things that you have for us, and we manage our vision and our priorities through planning, that we'd be proactive and intentional. Why? Because, Lord, it's so important that the things which you're asking us to do, that we would make you first in everything. And so, Lord, I thank you today that, Lord, this year in 2020, new stories will be written new success stories will be written, new blessing stories will be written, new, 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 new uh, um, um, stories of healing and redemption and salvation. Lord, I just thank you today for what you're doing. Lord, I pray you bless my friends. Lord, I pray a blessing over them as they enter into 2020. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us today. If I don't get an opportunity to, I want to say Happy New Year, and uh, thank you, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on social media, the RLC app, and online at livereallife.com. Thank you.